Welcome to another brand jam by Data Beats where we learn from builders building data tools and technologies. And today, once again, I'm chatting with Boris Jabez from Census. In our previous conversation, Boris and I discussed how reverse ETL has rapidly evolved into a feature that's become table stakes for all of MarTech, as well as the factors that have contributed to this rapid evolution. Today, we are continuing the conversation and we're going to discuss how organizations can turn the data warehouse into a growth engine. So without further ado, let's hit the beats. Welcome back, Boris. Thanks for doing this again. It's good to be here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you. So in our previous conversation, you briefly mentioned this new thing you've built called the Audience Hub. Mm. Now, as, as the database audience probably knows, I'm a huge proponent of the term audience over customer. So even the name Audience Hub uh, gets me excited, right? <laughs> so before we get into the specifics, please describe in really simple terms what exactly is the Audience Hub. It's nice that you're so easy to please. It's just with the name. That's great. Yeah. Naming is very hard, by the way. It is. So in the simplest possible terms, yes. Audience Hub is the easiest way for a marketing team to build and activate audiences, so segments of users, on top of the most kind of complete and accurate picture of their users that they have that's in the cloud data warehouse. So... It's a point-and-click interface that you can use to make a user segment, make a list of users, an audience, that can be as granular as you want because you have all of the data available to you in your cloud data warehouse. So things like newsletter subscribers who are in the top 20% of spenders in the last 14 days. That brings together all sorts of information, Right from your marketing systems that they've subscribed to the newsletter or that and from your app because it's the spending and aggregation you know, from the last 14 days. And all of that you can do without needing to go through someone else. And so I think of this very similar to the kind of history of BI in a way. Mm -hmm. People talk a lot about in data, right? For the last, I don't know how many years now, 10, 20 this idea of trying to be more self-service. Yes. And I think of Audience Hub as a very similar evolution for our side of the world, for the growth data marketing side of the world. No, that makes a lot of sense. So just so folks fully understand how the Audience Hub works, please describe the prerequisites for non-data teams like growth or marketing to leverage the data that's already in the warehouse using the Audience Hub. And also mm. describe the role of data teams here. Yeah, so I... I always think the data team should be involved. I think data teams are uh, a part of the broader growth organization, right? Sure, yeah. And so the role of the data team in the audience hub, in other words, what you need from the data team or the data warehouse in order for, for the marketing team to use the audience hub mm -hmm. is just a foundation of clean, governed data. Right. So what you need is one, identify the right data in the warehouse and then define those data sets, whether those are a set of related entities, one giant table of users, just define the data sets that matter and then mm -hmm. that's it. And then Audience Hub will connect to those and marketers can can have a good time. So, so let's get into the specifics now, right? How can GTM teams at B2B organizations 
leverage the audience up to elevate the customer experience, you know? It would be great if you can share a use case here. I mean, we've been working with B2B companies for so many years, and I think of it as the first and best way to elevate the customer experience is to make it feel more one-on-one, right? More personal. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things about walking yeah. into a store where they know me. It reminds me of Michael Scott. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, how, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 it's still true. Uh, I think some yeah. of the best business you know, experiences I've had as a, as, a, as, a, as a me, as a human, is is like that corner store where I walk in and they still know me. Sometimes years later and they haven't seen yes. me and they still know me. Right? It's an unbelievably powerful skill that humans have and they're good at this. And so Canva is one of, our, one of my favorite uh, customers and, and they have a massive scale, right? They're, they're yeah. at the extreme. Over you know, 125 million users. Yeah. And they do a ton of personalization when it comes to messaging me. And they can do messages that are actually really useful because they come, ba- like they come to me based on on experiences I've had in their product. So, so one example, or a couple of examples. Yeah, they will know that I've tried to do things in the product and failed, and they'll reach out to me at that point. So, for example, they'll see that I started making a video, but I didn't mm-hmm. finish it, and they'll send me some tips on how to finish. Or instead of hammering me with upgrade emails all the time, like a kind of, which I would call a poor customer experience, they will see that I have tried to use a paid image in one of my designs. And that's when they'll offer to explore plans. And that's the right time. Or they'll see milestones and recommend things that are actually appropriate. So you might be working on wedding invitation template and they'll say at that point, like, would you like to see these templates or these graphics? Yeah. So this is just much more useful. And it has the added benefit of this drives growth. Yeah. But it does it by elevating my customer experience. It's also more contextual, I got to say. And since you mentioned Canva, it's like one of my favorite companies, not just because of all of these amazing advanced use cases you talked about, but they even do the simple things really well. Like they have one of the best designed communication preference centers where you can specify what kind of comms you want to opt into, right? One of the only companies I've seen that lets you opt out of celebration comms such as, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day, etc. Or like specify whether you want to like receive notifications uh, about certain things that your team has done. So, you know, these are simple things, but I think these things also really do elevate the customer experience. A great example there. Um, Yeah, you're right. How we communicate with each other is not so binary of like, would you like to subscribe to my voice or not? You you learn something about a person and you you know that they don't want to talk about those things, but they do want to talk about these things. And you're right, like there's no limit to how granular you should be. And if you can opt in and opt out of communications and that surfaces all the way through, yeah. it can be as simple as that at making the customer experience better. It makes a big difference. Yeah. I have yet to see a company that that can't be better at this. They, yeah. they, they let you also like, you know, uh, choose the frequency of messaging, you know, so you can, mm. it can be weekly, monthly. They let you also pause uh, your communication. So I think I think these things make a big difference. And I'm a, I'm a happy Canva customer. So I can say that uh, for sure. Likewise. Cool. So uh, let's get into a B2C use case for the audience hub. One that you think that folks must know about. So I think there's a lot of ways consumer companies want to drive growth. But let me give you one example that I think is really top of mind for me right now. And it's about what what in the industry we call offline conversions. 
So Orange Theory is uh, one of our customers. They're a fitness studio. They have like 1,500 locations worldwide. Nice. And they bought Census, among many other reasons, but first and foremost, to save them tens of millions of dollars in ad spend. Nice. So why is that? Right. So, well, they actually have a fairly complex conversion journey for their user, right? For their, for their customer. Because they have different, multiple kind of digital and physical touch points along the way. So, for example, you can be, I think, captured as a lead over a phone call or on the studio website. Or you can even walk into the studio. So there's different ways you can kind of enter into the funnel. And then when you book a class or become a member, you can also do that through the phone, digitally, or in person. So there's different ways to enter and flow through the, the journey, right? Down to like a conversion, which is like you become a paying customer. Yeah. And, and because of that, a digital pixel on your website doesn't work because each one of those steps can be done offline. Yeah. And one of the great things about the Audience Hub, right, is your data team has often already done the modeling work to stitch the customer profiles together to answer this question of like, who are my customers and what have they done? So they've already created definitions like, who are our current members? So that we could suppress, uh, suppress them from campaigns, for example, if you wanted to say, I don't want to receive communications. Yeah. Or they know who interacted with Orange Theory, but not who took the intro class. They know these kinds of things. But getting that synced all the way through to uh, your Google and Facebook ad systems nationwide, right? The 1,500 studios mm-hmm. wasn't possible because the information about the user the, in where they were in this journey and the marketing ad systems, two different worlds. And so just by connecting those two things, to be able to say, I want to build an audience that is the people who have successfully become members or who are still new, who are still prospects, you know, like just something as simple as that. But I want that serviced all the way through to Google for ads. That alone makes your ad targeting so much more precise. Why are you... Why are you throwing an ad to someone who's like, I've already become yeah, a member? Exactly. And it's because you just don't know. And so that to me is a huge, simple, both like dollar valuable and customer experience valuable uh, thing for B2C companies. And you can't do this, in my opinion, with a traditional CDP, right? Because it's a fairly complex concept of the customer and you have to use, you know, data warehouses for doing that modeling. And so sure. they've already done the modeling. Now you can just build the audiences. Yeah, 100%. Uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, the fact that data people have already done the modeling, um, which is great, right? So uh, at the end of the day, you know, data, data analysts and engineers should also be able to understand how their efforts impact the business, right? I think, I personally think it's imperative, you know, to address how all of this enables data people to, to do more impactful work in their day-to-day, right? So can you explain how 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 that is? Yeah, I I honestly think outside of maybe just core uh, uh, core company governance, I think data teams are actually growth teams. <laughs> right, and if they're not, they they probably should think that way. 
Sure, yeah. So outside of a core motivation of maybe making sure the company is not screwing up, right? But if you care about growing the business, which I think most of them should, then you owe it to yourself and to the rest of the company to help A, drive the most powerful campaigns. Two, identify the most successful campaigns. Yeah. And push the organization to execute on those campaigns. And campaign I use in the broadest sense, right? Like marketers right. love using the word campaigns, but I think that word can be meant just generally. Like I think in the data world, we might call those experiments yeah. in growth uh, as well. But I think companies are just a series of experiments, right? Experiments, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're attempting, everything you do is a technically a bet, right? Sure. And so I think data, data teams where they can, so if you think of the first level of value is to empower the business to grow, right? So to give the people who are on the front lines trying to run those experiments, give them the tools, give them the knowledge, give them the data. But I think the level beyond that is use your unique set of skills, right? So if you know how to do propensity scoring models, if you know how to do churn prediction models, it's actually tremendously useful as long as it's connected to help prioritize an account or send messages to the right users who are about to turn or change the customer, the app experience based on that information. Yeah. So I think that's how you extend the impact of your work is first identify how to take the knowledge and put it into action and then just be the world's best analyst, right? Of like what is working, what is not. I really like the idea of, you know, data data people being more more like growth people. I mean, you know, each side understanding the other's needs and pri priorities and workflows, right? Yeah. Like even yeah. like non-data teams, growth teams should understand, you know, how data teams operate, right? So so that resonates a lot with me personally. Well, thanks, Boris. Uh, before you go, any other tips or closing thoughts for organizations that are, you know, ready to turn the data warehouse into a growth engine? I think learn how folks do growth. Uh, and I think there's a lot, if you're on the data side, a lot of what you learn is data science and, and the statistics and all the tools. It's great. But you can learn about growth. And if you're on the growth side, you, uh, you have to be more, uh, you almost certainly should learn more rigor and sophistication on how to measure those things. So those would be my like kind of higher level parting advice. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Boris. It's been a really fun conversation. Um, you have a great day. Always great to talk to you, Arpit. Help beat the gap between data people and non-data people for good. Join us on databeats.community. <laughs>